Hi, welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast Two Sober Chicks. Well, good morning, beloveds. It is February 22nd, 2021. Ooh, that sounds good. That rolls right off the tongue. I hope you are well as you listen to this. If you are not, I am so sorry. Uh, I wanted to talk about a friend of mine who is in recovery. Her name is Susan. She has an Instagram account called sustainable underscore recovery. And she made a post of 22 things she's learned from others along the way of her 22 years of sobriety. Oh my gosh, how serendipitous. It's February 22nd, and I'm talking about her 22 years of recovery and the posts she made for those 22 years. How cool is that? So here they are. One, I am not alone, even when I feel lonely. So those are two very different concepts. I can be alone, but not be lonely. I can be in solitude and silence and not feel alone, feel alone. But the reverse is I can also be in a room full of people and feel alone. So number one, I am not alone, even when I feel lonely. Number two, when I let go, I really do let God. Number three, asking for help makes me stronger, especially when I don't want to ask. Four, I am not my thoughts and feelings. Five, feelings are just feelings. They are not good or bad. Six, helping others helps me. Seven, my peace and my happiness are my responsibility. Eight, letting go is one of the hardest spiritual practices. Nine, I can confuse the absence of chaos in my life for boredom when it's actually serenity. Ten, if I don't pick up up the first drink, I'll be okay. 11. My mind can be a dark room where negatives develop. 12. Exercise is essential for me. Oh God, me too, and I wish it weren't so. 13. Sharing with a trusted friend is golden. 14. The word ritual is in the world spiritual. Ooh, wow, okay, got to think about that one. 5. Suit up and show up. Sorry, sorry, 15. <laughs> it's morning. 16. Self-abandonment is costly. 17. Life is really, really short. 18. The pursuit of happiness is really the pursuit of consciousness. 19. Progress makes progress, not perfection. Ooh, I like that one too. 20. Shame is extremely destructive. 21, prayer and meditation work. 22, it's all about love. That's so cool. Okay, so there's a couple I want to talk about. I obviously commented as I went along because I can't keep my mouth closed sometimes when things like blow my mind. Mm, The word ritual is in the world spiritual. I'm not even sure I understand how deep that is. 
But what that brought up for me is this retreat that I've been recording for the last week uh, for Manresa Spirit Jesuit Renewal Center, which by the way, women, you can attend if you would like. Just send me an email um, either at twosoberchicks at gmail.com or at juliesmanresa at gmail.com and I can send you the link. Um, there is a limit of up to 100 people, so there is a currently a waiting list, but you are welcome. So this um, notion of ritual. So in the retreat, I talk about women specifically, and men, if you relate to, that's awesome. This was just... I'm speaking from my own experience and the experience of many women's retreats. Uh, for women, we tend to resonate quite a bit with ritual, something that involves actions and thoughts or actions, thoughts, and words really helps us to process and get through very difficult things. For example, um, having a burial ceremony for a relationship that has died. I did that for my marriage. It was very healing. Throwing a ripped up fourth inventory into the wind or burning it can help us release it. In my opinion, ritual is for letting go or for honoring, and they can be simultaneous. For me, they're always simultaneous, but it really does help me to let go of things. I can have a ritual of writing a letter when I'm angry with someone so that it comes out of my body. Um... I'm finding myself at a loss for words because I have so many things going on in my head right now. So uh, I am feeling a great deal of anger lately. I'm really struggling with anger. It's like beyond anger. It's red zone anger. It's like rage. And when I have rage, there is uh, vengeance. I, I like vengeance. I have revenge fantasies. Um, I obsess. It keeps me up. I store it in my body. I become rigid. The latest thing that has um, contributed to my anger is my grandmother's husband just died. And um, people in my family did not rally to support her. Or be at the funeral, which during COVID is hard, but at least in Ontario where they are right now, you can have up to 10 people at the funeral. And there were only four other people. So there was plenty of room for my family attend, to attend. There was absolutely no excuse for them not to attend. And I found myself brimming over with rage at the selfishness, um, the lies, the lying is a big deal for me because I grew up in a family of liars and deceivers that told me that my reality was constantly not real, gaslighting anyone. And um, it was, it, it caused me, a result of that caused me to doubt my own intuition. I believe that's emotional abuse. It caused me to question my own value. So a lot of that stuff has come to the surface. And so I think it was Saturday night or Friday night, I was just like full of anger. And for me, and I think for a lot of us, when one, it's like grief. When you're grieving one thing, all the previous grief comes to the surface, whether it's resolved or not. When I'm rageful, all of the things I'm raging against also come to the surface. And so there are <laughs> other issues I'm raging on um, that have to do with friendships and uh, other relationships in my life. And so the letting go aspect came as a result of that night 
just looking at my husband and saying, I'm really angry right now. To which, of course, he said, I can tell. I'm sorry if I've done something to make you angry. And I said, no, it's not you. And so in sharing that anger, which led to tears, which led to a lot of crying, the peace I felt in my body and my soul as I went to sleep that night, having expressed it, you couldn't buy. It's priceless. And so sometimes it's a ritual that gets us to that point. It's okay, I'm going to sit down and write this letter to someone that I'm raging over. So I'm going to set a nice safe space for myself and I'm going to pour a fancy bubbly drink for myself and I'm going to pray before and invite my higher power in to be with me and I'm going to give myself permission to be as nasty, vile, and disgusting as I can be in this letter I'm going to write or this email that I will never send and then create some space afterwards to just let it go. So I am a big fan of the ritual and I guess now that I'm talking about it, that number 14 that Susan wrote about, the word ritual is in the world spiritual makes a lot of sense because a ritual is something that we do to engage an aspect of ourselves, a feeling, a thought, an idea, a, a practice in order to help us do something that is not of this world, which is spirituality, right? It's in our world, but it's not of this world, which is super cool. So I encourage you to check out her page. It's got some cool stuff. She sometimes has pictures of her beautiful golden retriever. She has posts about uh, random acts, for example, random acts of kindness week or um, things that she likes to focus on or counsel others about because she is a counselor and her website there's also a link to her website there uh, which has a lot of goodness she doesn't know I'm doing this by the way so I'm only talking about it not for promotion but because I resonate with her stuff and this is a podcast where I talk about all things recovery and this is a part of my recovery there's a a link on her site too about Alcoholics Anonymous most effective path to alcohol abstinence so that's cool it's also cool to know the people behind the companies or um, the movements that you follow because you can know them better my I'm just not articulating myself this morning I apologize but I was so excited to come on and share this with you so I hope something I said resonated with you and if it didn't that's okay too guess what I there's over a hundred I think at this point there's over 300 podcasts in this podcast that you can listen to I have done like 131 shot glasses which if you're new to this podcast until COVID Lisa and I podcasted together Once COVID happened and we were separated, then we had to start jumping on and doing our own little mini podcast, which we called Shot Glasses of Recovery. So that's what you're listening to now. If you would like to email either Lisa or myself and you have an idea for a podcast or you want a shout out for one of your birthdays, please don't hesitate to send us an email to soberchicks at gmail.com. I look forward to being with you soon. Thanks for hanging with me. Bye.